and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast, episode number four. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're going to start today with what are you wearing? What am I wearing? I am wearing my favorite cardigan that is from the Custom Knits book by Wendy Bernard. That sounds funny. Is it your favorite cardigan or is it the pattern <laughs> called my favorite the cardigan? <laughs> Good point. Good point. The pattern is called favorite cardigan. I guess I should, I don't know if it's called my favorite or just I think it's just cardigan. favorite, but I'm not sure. Okay. We'll go with favorite cardigan, but it's from the Custom Knits book. You'd be able to find it in there. Search on Ravelry under Wendy Bernard. I completed this cardigan back in February of 2010, and it's knit in Dream and Color Classy in a kind of burnt orange color. That's a good description. Yeah, it's a very pretty fall color. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Very fall. Little, I don't know, very orange. Lots of cables going up the front. And Um, on the sleeves. And on the sleeves. And I have to say that I have gotten so much wear out of this cardigan. I just love, love, love it. And I get compliments on it all the time. So I'm very happy. <laughs> and I today am wearing my coastal hoodie, which is a pattern by Tori Gubritz. She is known as Lechesis and Company. And Tori, I'm sorry, I know I'm mispronouncing probably your last name as well as your design company. She is the same designer who did Zephyr, the other sweater I've talked about so much. Mm-hmm. So this one is a striped cardigan, and it's in four different colors of Madeline Tosh, MCN Sport, and you might call it an 80s combination of colors. <laughs> pink and gray, hot pink and gray, and bright, bright blue. So um, I also get a lot of wear out of this sweater, and it's not as, it hasn't been in my wardrobe as long as Charlene's sweater has. This is, I think I finished it, what, in November? October, yeah, I was November. Say just a couple months ago. Yeah, not that long yeah. ago. But I wear it all the time. It's super cozy. It's tunic length. It buttons up the front. Has a hood, as the name implies, and it's just really comfy. And earlier today at work, I was wearing my drifting cardigan by Cecily Glauick McDonald, which is just a little tiny cardigan that has what like short sleeves, right? It has an interesting mm-hmm. construction, mm-hmm. Um, and it was just perfect for work. I knit that in Air Light by Madeline Tosh in Baltic. I was wearing gray today, so having that pop of blue with the Baltic was very nice. So that's what we're wearing. So Charlene, what are you stocking this week? Well, what I'm stocking is yarn driven this week. I was given four skeins of Noro Crayon, color number 124 from someone in our knitting group. Um, Thank you, Judy. (laughs) Judy listens now. And so I have the four skeins, and when I tuck them, I was initially thinking that I was going to make a bag. I still could make a bag, but of course I have four skeins of Noro Crayon, so I have to start searching through the options there are. See what other options there are, see what other people have made. And that led me to a project or a pattern called the Lane Splitter Skirt, which is a pattern from Knitty, a free pattern on Knitty Magazine, Knitty.com by Tina Whitmore. And it was in the first fall 2010 edition. And it's a skirt that is knit on the bias. And it's, I think in the pattern, it's originally written to use one color 
of crayon, but start with two different skeins so that you start in two different places so that the colors are different. But if you look on Ravelry, people have made projects using two different colorways of crayon, one color of crayon and a solid, different yarns completely, you know, you know how it goes, all kinds right, of variations. variations. So now I am thinking about that. Four skeins won't be enough to do a whole skirt because each skein is only about 100 yards. But I have the option of using the four skeins and then maybe using a solid black. I was just going to say, B, yeah. Something like that is a possibility. Or especially a solid black. Yeah, would be I, I really think that would be cute. good for a skirt. Mm -hmm. A solid black. Or have the possibility of getting maybe another skein or two of a colorway that's similar to that and working it in. We'll see. To be honest, I haven't even looked up if this is a discontinued color or if it's a color that's still being made. But I you can also shop one of the best yarn stores around, which is the Ravelry D-Stash. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, I probably won't. I probably will figure out how to do it with what I have, have yep. or something that I can easily get. Um, so I am stocking lane splitter skirts, and that led to the other project that I'm also stocking, which is called the Swirl Skirt, which is from the summer 2011 edition of Interweave Knits. A similar skirt, similar um, striping on it. The skirt in the Interweave magazine uses a cotton yarn for the contrast yarn so that it adds a different kind of fiber quality. Oh, so different texture probably too. Huh? Yes, and then also it, it looks like it has little wedges built in or knit in to the hemline of the skirt so that there's a little fluting at the bottom, which I like. Um, it's very feminine. Yeah, and the lane splitter skirt is a straight skirt, so the shaping is a little bit different, but I'm still stocking. Haven't decided. <laughs> so you're on a skirt kick this I time. I guess so. You know, <laughs> I never really thought that I would be one for knitted skirts. I've only made one before. I made one out of hemp years and years and years ago. Don't wear it so frequently anymore wore it years and years ago when I made it so maybe it's time for another knitted skirt I don't know I still have in my stash one skein of that county yarn oh which has the long color repeats similar to Noro so if I decide to make the lane splitter skirt with this Noro it's possible I might decide to use the county for the swirl skirt. But that is also a much finer gauge yarn. Yeah, I think. and yeah, the, it's a fingering, the I swirl think. skirt is written at a smaller gauge than the lane splitter skirt. Oh, okay. Getting so my there's some variation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I hope I've got my eye on skirts right now. I don't know if it'll happen, but we'll see. That's fun, though. <laughs> Super fun. Something different. Definitely something different. So, Gail, what are you stocking? I'm stocking in preparation for Stitches West. So, we have three days to go until it's here. I swear I'm like a child waiting for <laughs> Disneyland. We've printed out our maps. We've printed out our discount coupons. Yep, yep. We've planned. The only thing we haven't determined is what time we're leaving Friday mm -hmm. morning. But we plan to be gone all day long. Early. So, 
I am stocking the projects mostly in my own queue. So these would be the projects that I've wanted to knit for a long time and don't yet have yarn for. So the top four on my list are the Wildflower Cardigan by Alana Dacos, which is from the Coastal Knits mm -hmm. book I mentioned on our last podcast. It's a super cute little cardigan. The Malia Cardigan by Yasolda Teague from her Little Red too. in the City book. It's a hooded cardigan that is just adorable. What page um, is that at? Uh, it's an Erin Waite. Okay. Yeah, the yarn she selected was a um, Erin Merino Alpaca Blend, I think, which is hard to find in America. And other mm -hmm. people have done other blends, but it, she's intending for it to be somewhat drapey, I think, with the mm -hmm. alpaca. What about the Yowza? I wonder if we could use Yowza. For I don't know that. if it would be thick enough. Yowza, Yowza, Yowza would have skeined the Miss Babs yarn. I, not... I think it's more like a light worsted, oh, in my okay. opinion. Okay. So, I don't know. We can check it out. More yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and I tend to shy away from sweaters with too much of an alpaca content because it makes me itch. Not too badly, but a little bit. Um, the third one I'm looking at is called the Blue Thistle Cardigan by Avril Lang. And unfortunately, nobody has knit the sweater yet. Only oh. the designer's project is on Ravelry. But it's a really cute hooded striped cardigan. Also in an Aran Waite wool um, yarn. It's a blend of cotton and wool this time. And I'm not a huge fan of knitting with cotton because it typically hurts my hands. But the cardigan is just adorable. So I'll be looking for stuff for that. And last is the Meadowlark Vest by Amy Swenson. This is a newer pattern. I think it just came out in the last couple weeks. It's a super cute vest that is lace work all over with a racer back, and it's just oh, open in the that. front. It's adorable. I like that one too. She the pattern actually calls for two strands of lace held together. That's right. Or sport weight. I like that one too. I really like it. I I think she. She says something about it's a sweater that she can wear all year round yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, it would be really fun to have something like that that exactly. you could wear over t-shirts in the exactly. summer. <laughs> That's what, yeah, I was thinking it was just so yeah. versatile. But I do have some Knit Picks Shadow Lace Weight Yarn in my stash, and I think I might have enough to do it if I held it double. And it's in a bright blue color. Oh, I color. remember that yarn. Yeah, I bought it years ago. You bought that to make... Oh, or yeah. a longer jacket. Yeah, one of the uh, French Knits jackets, yeah. but it was just too complex for oh. me, and I just didn't want to tackle something so yeah. difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't you use one of the skeins? I did. Else? I started the Bayshore cardigan, which is that super cropped yeah. um, hooded cardigan, yeah. and I got you know three quarters of the way through that and realized I'd probably never wear it because... <laughs> I don't usually wear cropped things. <laughs> so after three kids, it's just they not the most flattering so look. Cute in the picture when they're on 16 year olds. Exactly. <laughs> so that's still hibernating in my closet with okay. the intention of maybe someday I'll finish it. But now probably I'll use the yarn for the metal Yeah, and then if you need more, you can rip it. Yeah, unless I find just the perfect sport weight yarn at Stitches, which of course mm. I have great hopes of doing. Possibilities. So. Exactly. So that's what I'm stocking my own cue for Stitches. Yay, stocking your own. Cute. I like that. <laughs> Get my cue whittled down a little yeah. bit, hopefully. So what are you knitting this week? What am I knitting? I have been furiously knitting on my Fuse cardigan by Veronica Avery. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, but I might have just been starting it. 
I can't remember. Or I, I don't might think you had even started it yet because okay. you were working on Ingenue still. Okay. Or I might have been stalking it at that point. I might think that might have been our first podcast that you were talking about stalking it. Stalking. <laughs> so anyway, it is um, a cardigan by Veronique Avery, and the pattern is written for Brooklyn Tweed Shelter Yarn, which we cannot get here, and I have never seen it. And I've read wonderful comments about it, but I have to say I am a knitter who likes to touch and feel and see her yarn first. So it's it would be very difficult for me to order a sweater's worth of yarn never having actually seen the yarn. Me so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I opted not to use the shelter yarn, and I am just using good old basic Cascade 220. And I am knitting it in a dark gray tweed. And I have to say, I am loving it, loving it, loving it. This is the second project in a row, actually, that I've knit in Cascade 220. Yeah. And it just reminds me how much I really love Cascade 220 and what a joy it is to knit with just a basic wool. Very, very nice yarn. I can't say enough good things about it. I just love it. And it's probably the cardigan, too. It's got interesting construction. And as Gail knows, I love to knit a sweater with interesting construction. <laughs> <laughs> and so this one is written bottom up. And you start with a border, which goes all the way along the edge of the sweater. Pick up stitches and then you knit from the bottom up. So I have just gotten to the section where you join the sleeves, and oh, it feels like there are so many stitches on the needles. <laughs> and I, have you already knit the sleeves? I have already. That's what I sleeves. thought. Yeah, okay. I knit the sleeves first per the pattern. And you know, in my head, I know that when I join the sleeves and the body, Realistically, it's not any more stitches than when you're knitting a sweater top down because you, when you knit top down, you're increasing and you get to that number of stitches. If you knit bottom up, same thing, you still meet at that point where you join, you still have the same number of stitches. But, oh, it feels like so many stitches. <laughs> when you go top down, you're gradually reaching that number of, a great number of stitches versus bottom up. That's true. You go true. from the body to all of a sudden the body plus two sleeves. That's I mean, true. Yeah, that's, that's a very point. sudden. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point because, oh, it just feels like there's so many stitches. But I will get through it. I'm just a row or two into the decreasing right now. Well, and think how fast the rest of the sweater will go because well, it's just keep, all decreasing. That's what I keep yeah. thinking. There, there can't be that much more to go, but we'll see. You know, I don't know how fast it will go. I have to keep track of two things. I have to keep track of a lace pattern, and I have to keep track of the ridge edging pattern. And I fudged... I added a, I shouldn't say fudged, I should just say I added a couple rows to the body because I did want it to be a little bit longer than the pattern uh, instructed. And I, by doing that, I was able to join it basically on the same row because the lace repeat, <clears throat> excuse me, the lace repeat and the ridge repeat 
both are four stitch patterns. Oh, okay. So I was able to join them on the same like row number one. Oh, so say, you're row example. number one of the lace. So that I don't row have to keep ridge. track. Oh, yeah. that's excellent. Which I don't know if that matters or not. I, it would could, matter to me. I could look. I can look at it and pretty much figure out, but. I don't know. In my head, it just made it easier, and I got a little extra length out of it that way, so I'm happy. And what else should I say about that? Well, and Fuse, the colorway you're using is mm -hmm. nearly the same colorway you used for the owl sweater, isn't it? It is. It's a little bit darker. It's, um, again, that Cascade... But that was 128. That was 128, but they make the same colors in 220... Anyway, so I could have gotten the exact same color, but <laughs> I went a little shade darker for this one because I generally don't knit black sweaters, and it would be nice to have yep. something dark that I could use with many outfits. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking this is, and I'm hoping that just by giving it a little extra length, it'll look a little dressier and... I'm, I have my fingers crossed. I'm really liking it so far. It's a fun, fun knit. You keep saying yeah, that. Charlie really and I is. text each other throughout the day, and especially the <laughs> evening when we're both sitting on our couches knitting away, we'll text things back and forth like, oh, I really like this pattern, or oh, no, I just totally blew it and have to rip back, or, you know. Yeah, I, it's, there's something about this one that's, I can generally say it's, it's really fun. Yay. Yeah. So, Gail, what are you knitting? Oh, what a, what a two weeks it has been. Okay, I finally cast on for Mike's Emilienne sweater, which, yeah, yeah. as I mentioned the last podcast, I laboriously figured out how to do the Roman Pillar 2 cable down the front. <laughs> I was so pleased with my progress. I was cranking out that cable. It was looking really good. And I am to the ribbing on the body, so the body is nearly complete. And then as I was putting on my coastal hoodie sweater before I left the house today, Mike was looking at me and I said, well, what are you looking at? And he said, oh, I'm just looking at your sweater and comparing it to mine. And I said, well, they're nothing alike. And he said, oh, I know, except for the pockets. And it was one of those, oh, no, moments. And I said, he wants I forgot pockets? your pockets. <laughs> I knew he wanted pockets the whole time. And I completely spaced it out. Is it a pullover? No, it's a cardigan. Oh, it's a cardigan. It's a cardigan, and all of his sweatshirts have pockets, so oh. he wanted a zip-up cardigan with pockets and a hood, just like all of his sweatshirts, only knit with love by his wife. So Afterthought pockets That's what are I lovely. already determined, but I'm telling you, this happened about two hours ago, and it was just like one of those crushing moments of, oh my gosh, I thought I was doing so well. And I thought, I have to rip it back. I have how, to rip it back well, five far, inches. How far up are you? Are you almost It's a the... top down, and I am oh. all the way through the body to the ribbing. So I have oh. two and a half inches of ribbing, and I'm done with the body. Oh. So I looked at Mike, and I said, do you really, really want pockets? <laughs> he said, well, I don't have to have pockets. And I said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. So, Well, okay, you're almost to the ribbing. Realistically, the pockets would be, the bottom of the pockets would be above the ribbing. So you could, right before you get to the ribbing, add on the extra stitches for the pocket. Well, I do want the pocket to be vertical at the side seams. <clears throat> and it's not seamed. It's knit in the round. Yeah. So we can talk about it offline. Okay. Yeah. When I know how I'm going to resolve this 
airhead issue, <laughs> I will let you know. So that's the Emilienne and its progress. And one other thing I wanted to mention about the Emilienne, when I was about, I had finished the yoke and I was about, or was I done with the yoke yet? I don't, I don't think I was done with the yoke. I had started the cabling. So you have to start your raglan increases and then work the cable into your increases. When I was about one full cable repeat down, I looked at it and thought, oh no, this one cable on one side is just mangled. I had obviously oh, crossed it the I wrong remember. way or done, yeah, I had done something. So I... She texted me a picture. Yeah, I was, I was, there's another one of those moments like, oh no, what am I going to do? So I used a technique that I was taught by Ganilla. She is a knitting doctor in our area who is just wonderful. I love her to pieces. I went to a class called How to Fix Your Knitting Mistakes, and she taught us how to ladder down. She, the reason she was teaching us was because someone in the class had knit the cable in the wrong direction. So she was teaching us how you can ladder down and reverse the cable and then knit it back up. So I did that to that part of the sweater, and it came out perfectly. I was so proud of myself. So, and it was a, it was like a hair raising thing. You know, you've got the door closed, and nobody's allowed to bug you, and you got all the stitches on stitch holders so that they don't go anywhere. And it was a little nerve wracking, but I did it. So I was very proud Yay. of myself. So that's this the Amelia horror story some for kind the week. Of little knitting award for <laughs> getting through that, <laughs> for braving it. Yeah. So that's Amelia, the work in progress. I also finished the hood on Laika. So now it is done, except for picking up stitches all the way along the left front, around the hood, and down the right front. And then I knit with the yarn held double, I knit around and around and around and around. And I'm going to put a zipper in that instead of a button band. So the only thing I'm going to do now is I did decide after we discussed the last time you looked at it, I'm going to add a little length to the body, another mm -hmm. inch or two probably. Mm -hmm. So I think I have mm -hmm. enough yarn to do that. Cool. So that was very exciting. And it's still a work in progress because, like I said, it's not all the way done. And then I also cast on just this morning the Women's Lace Edged Hat by Julie Hentz. It's another free Ooh, pattern on um, Ravelry. I knit one years ago for a friend and... I had this chunk of Lion Brand Wool Ease floating around my stash. It's been in there for years. I don't even remember why I bought it. Probably to make hats that I could wash for people. Because all of my um, charity knitting, I try to use washable yarn, washable and dryable. So I pulled out that chunk of Lion Brand that's been floating around and cast on this morning. And I cast on in the car right before I went into work. And I promptly started knitting the first round with the tail end of the yarn <laughs> instead of the yarn from the ball. Oh, we've so, all done that. And it was only like 30 stitches before yeah. I realized what I did. Yeah. So I ripped that back and decided I should just go into work and we've not mess with that. my knitting anymore. <laughs> so those are my works in progress for today. So Gail, what have you finished? I finally finished the little aviatrix baby hat, which Yay. is very, very cute. My daughter said, Mommy, you knit that in green and you put a brown button on it. And I said, Josie, I can't do everything for little girls. And she said, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's very, very cute, though. The green is just its such a vibrant, glowing color. And other things that I've finished, this is a technical finishing. It wasn't actually a finished sweater. Remember last episode, I was so excited about my buttercup sweater. Finished in a different in sense. In a different sense. Word. It's finished because I ripped it out completely. I was done with the body and I had finished two thirds of the sleeve and I had tried it on periodically as I was knitting to make sure that 
I liked yeah. the fit. And I kept thinking to myself, well, it's a little bit big. You know, and you did mention that. I me. did. You said that right away. I remember with the first time you tried it on. So I can't remember. It must have been right after you separated yep. sleeves. You were worried that it was too big. And so your you first should always instincts, go with your yes. gut, right? You should always <laughs> go with your gut. Your instincts were right. It's true. So... Yeah, it took me a long time to, I guess, actually come to terms with the fact that it was too big. So by the time I had the sleeve and tried it on with the sleeve, there was so much extra fabric under the arm that I just had to face the facts. And it was either keep knitting a sweater that you're only going to wear as a pajama top or <laughs> rip it out and start again. And my charming husband actually said, oh, that's great. And I said, what do you mean that's great? And he said, you love to knit. Now you get to knit it twice. <laughs> and he was serious. Well, I have a funny, similar story. There's a woman, Julia, in our knitting group. Hi, Julia. Hi, Julia. Who, her husband gets excited when she has to rip something out because what he says, these men? two projects for the price of exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what Mike was thinking. He said, you get to knit with the yarn two times. I mean, what could be better than that? And I was just standing there, you know, like steam coming out of my ears because I don't like to rip my work. <laughs> you know, you just have to love them for their un, their lack of understanding yes, in some ways. Yes. So Buttercup is now four and a half balls of yarn sitting on the table. And it will, again, be a Buttercup. But it will be a Buttercup that fits me, that I will want to wear everywhere I go. But I decided Mike's birthday is coming up, so I have to finish Amelia first. And Leica is so close to be done, I have to finish that too. So, knitting tip for the week. If your gut is telling you it's too big, it's too small, I don't like that pattern, I don't like that technique on it, I don't like the way I'm picking up my wrapped turns, whatever it is, go with your gut. So you don't end up with a sweater or a hat or whatever else that you don't like and won't wear, especially if it's yarn you've invested in. You know? I, yeah, I have to agree. I've even gotten a little bit of a reputation. A lot of my knitting friends look at me and they say, oh, you love to rip things out, don't you? And it's not that I love to rip things out. No knitter really loves to rip things out, but I love to get it right. Yes. Or not even necessarily right. I love to get it to a place where I'm happy with it. And I do have to say a big thank you to my friends in the Madeline Tosh group on Ravelry. <laughs> I posted a thread saying something to the effect of, I'm having a pity party because I have to rip my entire sweater. And they all congratulated me on having the fortitude to just do it. Yeah. So thank you for your support. And yeah. thank you, Charlene, for your support in my time of need. So that is my quote, finished objects, object, unquote. But on the subject of finished objects, because I considered my Laika hood to be a finished object, yeah, because definitely. a hood is almost as much knitting as the body of the sweater. Definitely. A lot I, of work. I think we should consider small achievements, accomplishments, yeah. and finish, you know, finished accomplishments. Yeah, because <laughs> it just makes you feel good to right. know you hit a milestone. <laughs> but I was getting prepared to pick up the stitches for the button slash zipper band, and here's something I learned. I have size 2 needles, from Knit Picks, I have a size 2 in the Harmony wood needle, and I have size 2 in their nickel-plated needles. They are not the same size. The wooden ones are slightly narrower or skinnier than the metal ones. So if you put them through the, the needle sizer, they both are size 2, but the wooden ones are 
somewhere between a one and a two. Are they both labeled as the same millimeter yes. size? Well, no, that was the thing. They're both size two, but these are a three millimeter. Okay. And most okay. size twos are two and three quarter millimeter. Now, do they have, because some, I'm not familiar with these, but some companies, I think Addy Turbo will do this. They have some sizes where they only label in millimeters. In millimeters, right. because they're kind of between, or I think they also have two, two size ones. Two different millimeter sizes. Okay. Because once the needles get tiny, 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 millimeters is probably a more accurate. Yes. Than the U.S. arbitrary measurement. Yes. But the problem was. You didn't know. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't know. So it could have, it could have been a knitting catastrophe because when you're knitting something in this small needle size, that much Mm -hmm. could make a difference, Mm -hmm. especially if you're knitting something, I don't know, like a hat. It could really Mm -hmm. make a difference, right? Socks. Socks, exactly. Mm -hmm. So. It didn't matter for my sweater, but I just wanted to point it out to everybody because I've even seen people mention this on their blogs that they were certain they were knitting with the correct size needle. Mm -hmm. And then they tried a different needle and their gauge was the same. And then they determined, oh no, I was really knitting with a different (laughs) size needle than I thought I was. So check your needle sizes occasionally because I think in my case, I can still use all three because I'm picking up so many stitches. I'm going to have, you know, 500 or something stitches that I'm knitting for the border around this whole sweater, I'm going to need multiple needles in order to do that. So I think I can safely blend these, but it was just something I thought, well, that's something that people should be more aware of. So check your needle sizes occasionally. (laughs) Okay. So what have I finished? I think I just mentioned it in the last sequence. I did finish my ingenue from Wendy Bernard. One of the sweaters I have made from the Custom Knits book now, I think it's the fourth, and I used it with, or I knit it in that reclaimed Cascade 220 that I talked about. So you're wearing a sweater right now from that book, and you just finished one. That's true. Two separate sweaters from the same book. (laughs) Yes, and so I do have pictures of the ingenue up on Ravelry. And the modifications that I made were to knit it a tunic length, and I also made long sleeves. Since I had yarn, uh-huh. I made went for the whole thing. And I'm really happy with it. The yarn held up great. People have asked lots of questions about how I reclaimed yarn, and I think maybe we'll talk about it more in, in a future episode. episode. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, it was from a sweater that I knit as opposed to purchasing a sweater. So a sweater that I knit, you kind of know where the ends are. and you. So it, it wasn't that much of a stretch to rip it out. But the interesting thing is that the ridge stitch pattern on the cowl and the sleeves, or the cuffs, the cuffs, thank you very much, <laughs> the cuffs and the bottom of the sweater on ingenue is the exact same ridge stitch used in fuse on fuse oh weird it's very strange so here i am i've got two sweaters going with cascade 220 and then i find out that they use the same ridge stitch so well that's convenient it's very convenient i knew it already it felt very synchronistic to go from <laughs> this sweater to the next one. I think you just made same... up a new word. I like it. <laughs> I know. I'm that's not the word I was going for, but um, yeah. So, 
I'm very happy with it. And Love she knit it in what, five days or? It was a little longer than that. It was very quick. It though. was a quick knit and it wasn't just me. Several other knitters on Ravelry mentioned that in their project comments as well. It's and very it's exciting that you knit sweater. the owl sweater and then ingenue and both of them were just like you had cast on and then you were finished <laughs> before I could even blink. So Well, it's really funny because a couple listeners have mentioned, oh, I can't believe how much knitting you accomplished. And to be honest, I've just had a couple of good projects that have gone really fast. My knitting is not always like this, folks. So. Well, it depends on the weight <laughs> of yarn you're using and all sorts yeah. of other things. Yeah, so. that's true. And Owl's was pretty chunky yarn. Yeah. So that's why that one went fast. But, you know, my knitting is not always like You that. do knit pretty quickly, though, <laughs> compared to me, at least. I don't know. You seem to be burning well, through the projects It yourself. depends, though, because Laika <laughs> is fingering weight yarn, and it's an all-over yeah. lace pattern. Yeah. So you have to be paying attention and yeah. do not attempt sleep knitting while knitting lace on small needles. <laughs> I will not. I will not. I only dropped four knitting. stitches and I was able to salvage them, but sleep knitting is just a as term it sounds that Gail and I joke each other about, tease each other about, I should say, because we are both guilty of late night knitting on the couch falling asleep and apparently our needles keep moving because my husband Gail's, witnessed it Gail's husband has witnessed it and I have picked up my project in the morning wondering what in the world <laughs> I did knowing full well that I fell asleep the night before while knitting so it's remarkable that my husband knitting. witnessed it because he is always asleep before I am. Always, <laughs> always, always. We were on vacation and in the hotel bed, you know, we were watching the <laughs> movie or whatever, and I'm knitting, and he said, it was amazing. I watched you knit in your sleep last night. I said, it's yep, sleep knitting. Muscle memory. I'm telling Our you. hands know what to do. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and the other thing that I finished was my honey cow number five. Five. Uh, number five. Ooh, and I think it will probably be my last honey cow for a while. Not because I'm tired of the pattern. I really like the pattern. But because I don't know who else to, to give, give one the to honey cows to <laughs> anymore Charity. at this point. It's, that may be because I find the honey cow to be a really easy project to carry around. I have kids who do sports, and I find myself at a lot of sporting events, and I sit and knit in the bleachers. So, honey cow, we'll see. Might be something I continue, but can't recommend that pattern enough. Is it zen knitting for you? It it's is. like the knitting you could just basically it is. do in your sleep. It is. Yeah, I, and know, you're relaxed I know the and... pattern by heart, and I'm very relaxed, and it's fun, and it just comes out so pretty. So, so And they are pretty. Yes. Very pretty. Yes. So that was it for what I have finished. Okay, so some housekeeping things we wanted to mention. Thank you to all of you who have given us such high praise in all of the different groups on Ravelry and the PMs you've sent and everything. You guys have really enriched our lives, and we thank you. We walk around all the time <laughs> saying, we love our podcast. <laughs> we, we really do. I mean, you guys have been so generous and kind, and it's 
considerate and thoughtful. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. It's I read very lovely. I read very the nice. reviews to my family, and my family gets all excited. <laughs> and my daughter, when I said I was going to go report, record my podcast today, she said, "Oh well." I was going to be sad that I wasn't going to see you this afternoon, but you're going to have fun. So go have fun, mommy. <laughs> That's so <laughs> great. Very cute. That's so great. So some of the things that we've read in the Yarniacs group on Ravelry, some of you did have some questions for us. Knit in crazy, probably pronounced knit in crazy. You asked if we knit while podcasting. And so far we haven't. I think that once we get comfortable enough with the whole process, yeah. we probably will, yeah, especially you, things like the honey cow. Yeah, you know, the first couple of times we recorded, I did have knitting sitting on the table here, but then when, once I start talking about yarn, I usually have, like, for example, I have the skeins of Noro 124 sitting right here so that I can look at it and hold it while I'm talking about it. And, and her hands start, are moving a lot. Yeah, and once <laughs> I start talking about something, I reach for whatever it is to pick it up. So I haven't knit. Not yet, yet but I think yeah, we will. I think we'll we get probably there eventually. Will because we knit in every other situation. It's true. The only thing I don't do is knit while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, that wouldn't be safe. And help me knit. You had two questions for us. One, what is our all-time favorite yarn and why? And two, how do you rip how do you rip back seamed sweaters? And we will answer those questions on a future podcast once we've had more time to consider our answers. The other thing regarding our Ravelry group, I do have three polls up in the Ravelry group asking about what sweater you want to hear about, shrug and bolero, and accessory. You guys have given us great poll results. So a lot of people have voted. If you go into those threads and it doesn't look like there are any results, you will not see results until you vote. As soon as you click on something, then you see all the results for each of the items in the poll. Mm. Not very intuitive, so I wanted you to know that. But there is a lot of interest in hearing us discuss our Rocky Coast cardigans. Yay. So Charlene and I are going to put together some specific show notes on yeah, the Rocky definitely. Coast cardigan, and Loved we'll tell sweater. you about that, that next episode. Yeah. Okay. So... How to find us. How to find us. You can find us on iTunes. Search for Yarniacs Podcast. You can also subscribe there. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. You have probably been to our Ravelry group. If you haven't, search under Groups for Yarniacs Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. So goodbye and good knits. Thanks again so much. Happy knitting.